Welcome to the City Church Online. This is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again. Please like, subscribe, remember to share and download this message. Come, let us grow together in Christ. We are going through a sermon series called Christ in Me, the Hope of Glory. You're all aware, right? Christ in Me, the Hope of Glory. And Christ is not out there. He's no longer on the cross. Christ is in you and I, the hope of glory. And today we are going to be looking at another part of that sermon series. I'll just tell you a small story. Uh, in one of the organizations I've ever walk, worked in, there was this girl. She had just finished university. She was pretty, really pretty. But this girl carried misery on her face. She wore it around her like a medal. Hmm? She used to wear drab clothes. Now, if you've been to university, and when I say university, we are talking about Makerere. I don't know about you, but that's what I know. Yeah. Yes, that's what I know. Makerere University, Makerere. There are other universities. I don't disagree. But this girl was from Makerere University, completed school, uh, passed very well, graduated. But this girl was miserable. I don't remember seeing a miserable person like her. She could hardly talk. She could hardly do much in office. When she was given her work, she would do it very well. But she hardly interacted with anyone. And so one fine day, each time you looked at her, you just saw this person who is dead, literally. Her eyes showed a dead person on the inside. So one day, I was looking at this lady, and I saw light in her eyes. I was like, what? What just happened? Something must have happened to this girl. You know what I found out? Guess. No, guess. I've given you an opportunity to guess. I was told she was in a relationship with one of the guys in office and they were getting married. Wow, I was like, so that's what love does. There was a spark in her eyes. There was a, a swing in her step. She suddenly started wearing clothes which were, <clears throat> hey man, she looked cool. I'm like, wow. So that's what love does. It actually happens on the inside and it shows on the outside. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so in Christ in me, the hope of glory, Bishop has taken us through the past two Sundays. The first Sunday, he told us, he introduced the topic and introduced the book we are looking at, the book of Colossians. And he told us to be reading it. I hope you're reading it, right? Are you? He told us to be reading the book of Colossians. At this point, I would like to appreciate our pastor, our bishop, Dr. Alex Mutaguya. That is why I am here. He sent me to be here to deliver the word. And so I am honored to be delivering the word on his behalf as well. Amen? And so apart from the Lord giving me the word, bishop gave me the opportunity to come here. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I send him greetings with Pastor Faith and all the people he went with to Masindi. 
All right. So last Sunday we he looked at he led us and looked at uh, grace. Remember grace. He told us that grace is when we are not given one with what we deserve. We deserve hell. We deserve eternal damnation. But grace makes sure we don't get that. Instead, it gives us eternal life. And not only does grace give us eternal life, we have also been sustained by grace. The salvation that we have, why we are where we are, is because of grace. That's what Bishop told us last Sunday. And so today we are going to be looking at the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 9 through to 15. Colossians, chapter 1, verse 9 through to 15. Praise the Lord. Yes, I am going to be reading in bits and pieces, okay? Now, this is the prayer of Paul and Timothy who wrote the book of Colossians. They are praying for the church in Colossae, and this is what they are saying. For this reason, we also, since the day we had it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. This is all prayer. Verse 9 to 14 is all prayer. It's supposed to be one sentence, right? So you have to, to read it with a view, with a mind that it is one sentence that Paul and Timothy are saying. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. And so today we are looking at saints in the light. For those of us who love writing, I don't know about you, but I write. Everything I hear, I write. So I hear and write. So some of us have photographic memories. We don't need to write anything. The mind just writes. So anytime we need to do, we just read. To, we need that information, we retrieve it. Right? We have a computer like minds. And so, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So Paul and Timothy are telling the people in Colossae, are praying for them about all this. Hallelujah. Now, we have to be careful that we don't get mixed up. When they say they are writing to the saints, the saints here is not those people who have been canonized. The saints here refers to you and I, refers to the people in Colossae who had believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Being a believer means you accept it to be true. Those people had accepted it to be true that Jesus Christ had died for their sins. And so those were the people that they were writing to. What else do we know about the saints? They were living. They were not dead. They were living people in Colossae. But not only had they accepted it to be true, but they knew the width. They knew the height. They knew the depth. 
They knew the breadth of God's love and they had accepted it. And so that is a person we call a believer who is a saint. Or a saint who is a believer. They are interchangeable. Okay? It does not refer to dead people. And then when we talk about, when we look at the light, saints in the light, light refers to the love of God. It is the assurance of God's love for you and me. We just sang a song in Luganda where I said, I walk and I'm not afraid. Have you ever walked in the dark? Anyone here walks in the dark or walked in the dark in, by accident? By accident, you don't intentionally walk in the dark. Okay, let's assume you got late and then you're walking in the dark. I think you guys never walk in the dark. Once in a while I walk in the dark. And especially when I was a lot younger, when I was little, like if you did this, it felt like there was someone who did exactly like you did, right? Shadows start scaring you. Walking in the dark is scary. Hmm? But here, when we talk about walking in the dark, when we talk about darkness here, we are referring to that person who does not know the love of God. And so their life is full of fear and it's scary. But the person who is saying who walks in the light has known the love of God. It is not just mental knowledge. It is the capacity that in your heart you are assured of the love of God. You know that you know that you know that God has loved you. Why do you know that God has loved you? Because he sent his only son who died for you. How often do people die for others? Praise the Lord. How often do people die for others? Do you know anyone else who has died for another? None. None. It is this that brings us face to face with the reckless love of God, which we've been singing about. God is so reckless about his love for you and I. It knows no bounds. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, what you've done, where you've gone. It doesn't matter. He loves you. It is his love that the people who are in the light, the saints in the light, are so convinced about, are so assured of, and they know that Jesus loves them. Let's look at the book of Romans 5. Verse 6 to 11, which says, For when we were without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Can you imagine? For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his love. Do you know what a demonstration is? For those of us who did sciences, or those of us who do agriculture, when you have, there is a demo farm, that is where they show people on how to do what. So the demonstration of God's love is that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Praise the Lord. While we are still sinners, we don't even know him. We don't even want to know. I don't know about you, but there was a time when I used to say, mm -hmm. I did not ask him to die for me. Did I? Maybe some of you were so taken up by Christ's love. For 
I kept saying, the guy died. He wanted to die. I did not ask him. But brother, sister, just know the guy loves you. Death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. How much more then now that you know Christ? How much more, child of God? How much more? My plea to you is that accept that it is true God loves you. Accept that it is true. Even in the International Gospel Conference, person after person, speaker after speaker kept coming and saying, you know what? God loves you. God loves you. And so God brings a word because he knows we need to hear it. You and I need to be convinced of his love. And when we are convinced of his love, it is not a mental exercise. It's a hard thing. You don't love people with your mind. Although sometimes you can do that. You escape because you don't want to be hurt. So you use your mind to love people, to do all the right things. Sometimes we do that with God. We do all the right things and just keep our heart out of harm's way. Sounds familiar? Yeah. It happens all the time. You just make sure and say, okay, this person, I'll put them in this box. I will love them with my mind, but my heart, they will never access it. That's not what Jesus did. He brought his own life and put it on the cross. He allowed to be killed. And so, child of God, be convinced this day that God loves you. As a believer, you are found in this prayer of Paul and you are important to God. That is how much he loves you. Praise the Lord. He again goes on to tell us that you, that, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Christ cannot dwell in your heart without faith. So you have to believe that it's true. That is how Christ comes to dwell in your heart. It is true that he loves you. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend. We are not able to do this on our own. Our role is to believe. Our role is to accept. And then God will enable us to comprehend what his love is. With the saints, what is the width and the length and the depth and the height of God? To know the love of Christ which surpasses human understanding. Oh, which passes all knowledge. Praise the Lord. And so this morning, as you are listening to me, I don't know what is going through your mind. I don't know what your life has been. But God is telling you, he loves you. There is, make no mistake about it. He loves you. Because a man only gets to know the fullness of God when you get to comprehend how much he loves you. Without that, you live a quarter life or even less. You are grumbling and complaining just like any other person, any person next door. But what makes a difference in your life and in my life is when we know the fullness of God by accepting that Jesus died for us. That is the, what opens our eyes. It is the knowledge and the assurance of the love that restores us to what God intended in the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, when uh, you remember who was there? Who and who are there? Please talk to me. Who are there? 
Adam and Eve, yes. When those guys were there, they, they had been asked to be stewards, custodians. They were just having fun time with the Lord. And they were covered by God's glory. And they lived in the perfect love of God. And so, because of the fall in the Garden of Eden, the plan of God was destroyed. But then God prepared for us, made another plan even before the foundations of the earth. And through Christ, the man Christ restored that which was lost because of sin. Praise the Lord. It is Christ who has restored to us the original purposes of God. This is only one way we cannot be qualified to be loved. It's not because of what we've done. It's not. It is because of who God is. It's because of who God is. Because the Bible tells us in the book of John, God is love. First John, God is love. Love is not what he does. Love is who he is. He cannot help but love. Because that is who he is. That is his nature. This is the only way then you are qualified for inheritance. To know the knowledge of God's love. You know what inheritance is? Health, wealth, prosperity, abundance. Your understanding and assurance of God's love for you is the light that will show you this inheritance. Take away the understanding of love, of God's love for you. You will not be able to understand this inheritance. I'll give you an example. Once I had a, for a long time, I had a problem with my leg. It was so hurtful that I ended up limping. My sisters asked me, what's wrong with you? Why are you limping? I refused to tell them. And I was like, I am not so going to hospital for doctors to start pronouncing stories on my leg. I am going to trust the love of God. And so for a long time, I just kept saying, thank you, Jesus, I'm healed. Because I know that is my inheritance. My inheritance is health. Cut the long story short. My leg stopped paining. That is when I told my sisters, you know what? I couldn't bend my leg. My leg was so hurtful. In the night, I would literally cry because of pain. I would wake up and my leg was hurting. But because of God's love for me, I have an inheritance. And that inheritance includes health. Hallelujah. You have an inheritance, but you can only access that inheritance by the assurance of God's love for you. And make no mistake about it. You may be having a really tough situation right now, and you are saying, what are you talking about? You don't even know what I am going through. Child of God, God loves you. Pastor Alex has told us something which I need to tell you. He told us there are two things. There is the reality and then there is the truth. And you as a child of God, your reality may be the landlord wants to throw you out of the house. Your reality may be you need tuition or school fees. Your reality may be you, need, you want a child and you're not getting any. Your reality may be this or the other. But the truth is what has the word of God said about you. The word of God has told you he loves you. That even in that circumstance, in that situation, he loves you. Praise the Lord. Tell, you, tell your neighbor, I am loved. I am loved. I am born of the light. 
I am loved. I know God loves me. I walk in the light. I walk in the light. I walk in the light. I am loved. You're not talking to your neighbors. What happened? Hallelujah. And so, what is the mark of a man or a woman who walks in the light of God? What is the mark of the saint in the light? That man or that woman who knows about the love of God and walks in it. One, thanksgiving to the Father. Because you know Christ died for you. You are ever thankful. Even when you don't have reason to be. That is one reason every single morning you wake up and say, thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. I worship you and I give you praise. Hallelujah. What else is another mark of a man or woman who knows about the love of God? Knowledge that you have been delivered from the powers of darkness and are living in the light. Walking in the knowledge. That knowledge transforms you. Living in the love. So no judgment can come to you because you are, you are no longer condemned. What else? Assurance that we have been conveyed to the kingdom of the son of his love. Can you imagine? We belong to a kingdom that can move heaven and earth for your sake. For your sake. Not anyone else. For your sake. That is the kingdom we belong to. Where God can move heaven and earth for your sake. Praise the Lord. That is the knowledge you should live with. Redemption. You have been bought back and you are free from captivity. You have been bought back from destruction. That is a mark of a man and a woman who lives in the light. You have been bought from destruction. You have been bought back. You, your sins are forgiven. That is another thing you know. Your sin has been forgiven. Forgiven because sin leads to pain, sin leads to destruction, sin leads to heartache, sin eventually leads to decay and death. But when you know and you know that you know that you have been forgiven, you know you have eternal life, you live a life of confidence. Hallelujah! We are now people who can be bold, we can be confident. Because we know there is a man who loves us. There is a man who gave his life for us. We can live a life of confidence. And that life of confidence will bring us to share the word of God with other people. The word that we are confident about, we end up valuing other people. That is why then we are able to witness to the people who are lost in sin. Why? Because the Bible tells us, herein in 1 John 4.17, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we. Do you know who Christ was when he was on earth? As Christ was on earth, I'm not saying is now, as he was on earth, so are we. We are now supposed to live like Christ. We are now supposed to relate with people like Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How then do you demonstrate that knowledge? How then do you demonstrate the assurance of that knowledge? As a child of God, what should you do? Believe. Have you believed and accepted that it is true that God loves you? 
or you are still questioning yourself, does he or doesn't he? Does he or doesn't he? I'm not quite sure whether he does. Child of God, wake up. Wake up. He already gave his life for you. And so, what you should do is live your life in the freedom that you have been given. Live your life in the freedom that you have been given. And that freedom requires that you believe. You accept it to be true. Share the gospel. Keep talking to people. Keep sharing the love. There are so many people out there who are hurting. And there is no one to tell them that God loves you. Some people even know that love is uh, an abusive word. Because that is the experience they have. But also, because people are searching for love, they look for love in the wrong places. They look for love in the wrong places. They end up with drinking, they end up with smoking, they end up with the drugs, they end up with sex, they end up with all kinds of things because they are looking for love in the wrong places. So you who has been privileged to know that you are loved, share this love with other people. Praise the Lord. Share the love of the gospel of Jesus Christ with your neighbor. Talk to them about the love of God. Demonstrate it in your life. Just because you know the love of God does not mean now you go and start living like the devil. Say, he loves me anyway. There is nothing I can do to stop him. It is true. He loves you. There is nothing you can do to stop him from loving you. But demonstrate that love with your old life. So that when people see you, they are attracted to you. The Bible says you attract where there is light, especially in darkness, where there is light. Everything gets attracted to it. Same thing with you. As a child of God who knows the love of God, live your life like you actually know it. So much so that other people who are in darkness will be attracted to you. Because the amount of light that you have will, uh, will determine how much you will attract or how many people you will attract. Praise the Lord. So demonstrate it. Demonstrate it every single day. Demonstrate it. There are many people who, have, who are born again, but their lives leave a lot to be desired. You're like, are you sure? Are you sure so-and-so is born again? I don't see it. Demonstrate the fact that you are living in a love relationship. A love relationship with the Father. A love relationship because of Christ. A love relationship where you are, some of you here are married. Can you imagine sharing your husband or your wife with so many other people? Hmm? There is actually a conference going to take place and they are going to talk about polygamy. I was like, God forbid. Can you imagine? But that is not, that's a story of another day. You cannot share your husband or your wife with another person. How much more when it comes to the love relationship between you and God? You cannot bring anything else into it. So demonstrate it every single day. And remember, like Bishop told us last Sunday, grace has been availed for you to walk the walk of salvation. He has empowered us. God has empowered us through his grace. So that when we live our lives, we live lives worthy of the Lord's calling. It's not about you. 
it's not about you. It's about his love for you. It's about his love for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I ask you this morning, maybe you're battered black and blue. Of course, for us, we don't become black and blue because we're already either blue or black. <laughs> but that is the expression, right? Since you are speaking English, it's usually the expression. So, I don't know what has given you a bloody nose, in other words. Something must, may have hurt you. I don't know. This audio sermon has been brought to you by The City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 706 or 776 579